Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Days of Our Wives. This is your host, Bronte Javevsky. Woo! I'm coming to you immediately after viewing Vanderpump Rules Season 11, Episode 1. And let me tell you, like, I haven't really been engaging in um, the previews and this and that. Like, they posted the first seven minutes of the show like last week and I just thought I can't I can't take that on it's just too much it like I I I feel like I've been waiting for this moment for so long that like I then just had to put it out of my mind because if I really thought about it too hard I wouldn't be able to function and what ended up happening was I basically entered a catatonic state prior to the show starting at nine at eight thirty I had to I had to take a nap. I'd I'd worn myself out just just with the energy that it took to not think about Vanderpump rules, I needed to sleep. So if that helps us to place us in space and time, I hope that's helpful. Um goodness me. I I I guess I'll just start with some broad strokes. I really can't be bothered talking about anything else right now. It was a great episode. Um, We have a lot of work cut out for us, folks. It would be, it would be naive to suggest otherwise. The, the story that we just came off of, obviously the first episode back had to be about Scannaval. Kind of the point, and also they picked up cameras just a few short weeks after the reunion. You know, the next month, it was still the flavor of the month and the year. However, the longer that the scandal is the reason for the season, people aren't going to be patient. You know, people aren't going to be patient. And I know that our producers, our Alex Baskins, I know that they know this too. I just feel like I have to say that out loud and that I have to issue a caution for the show that they already shot and edited, you know? I don't I can't take too much scandal. Although was it wasn't it interesting, you know, a show that was about two people that weren't there. That weren't there. And I guess that really brings us to the beginning of the episode, which is that we enter Tom and Ariana's house, which in a way feels like a museum. It's a museum to the relationship that was. And we see that large, strange, I don't know if it was Lego portrait of the two of them, which Mike pointed out would probably sell for a lot of money, perhaps enough to let them buy each other out. Who's to say? And... Tom just feels sort of like this specter in the halls. And we know that he's off filming that like show with Kenny Moore in New Zealand. Um, but he he lurks among us and we open the season watching Ariana make what was once called a dumpling latte. And now it's just simply a me latte. Didn't look great, but I do want one of those um, cinnamon pens. There was a, quite a rude cut of Ariana's cat. A very rude cut of that cat grooming itself. So 
I feel like I should also clarify at this point, I'm not going to edit this episode. This is just off the cuff, baby. Um, So, yeah, like really we're bouncing around the place, just sort of meeting people as we find them. Um, We drop by and see Brock and Sheena. Summer Moon couldn't be cuter. We see James's new place under a flight path. A flight path? A flight path. And that's humbling. That's humbling. I say as somebody that lived in Sydney's in a West for a long time. Um, we see Schwartz watering some plants, which got like, if I needed a reminder of why I love this show, it was seeing Schwartz watering some plants. Him chewing and froing. They have names, you know? He's saying, like, come on, man, drink up. You're not driving. Couldn't have made me smile more. Um, and that was that. Then we we sort of cut to Katie dropping by and visiting Ariana. And guys, I hate to tell you, my note here is something about dot, 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 who. If you think that I'm going to go this season not dragging them all, that that place isn't open yet, you're dead wrong. You're dead wrong. And I'm glad that they didn't, that they didn't force us to watch a scene of them in a thrift store buying tiny cups. Although we did get a flashback later. Not what I signed up for. Not at all. Just a general note that I had is that James's blue eyes in testimonial are truly mesmerizing. They really are. Really are. Anyway, so um, we pop back over to Brock and Sheena's. They're having a chat on the couch. She feels a bit triggered by being there with the time of it all. And Brock gives this a really wonderful line, which is that it's a, it's a real mixed bag of worms or it's a bag of bag of mixed worms and there is where I worry that he's gotten confused about a bag of mixed lollies which is what we call them in Australia and a can of worms so I believe him to have conflated the two nonetheless understood what he was getting at um, I did I did think the idea of Tom Sandoval blocking Summer Moon on Instagram was was quite darling. Do I think it's troubling that she's on Instagram? Absolutely, but that was kind of a fun aside. Um Lisa Burningham. So for those of you who don't, Lisa Burningham is Lala's mum. Guys, have we seen her on the show before? Like if we have it can only have been in passing. Like, I don't think we've ever had a sit down with Lisa B before. And I feel like I know her well because I listen to Lala's pod once a while. And Lisa's a great lady. We love Lisa. She's a grounding presence. She's a hoot and a half. Easton, Lala's brother, I regret to inform, I found out today he recently got dreadlocks and he's a white man from Utah. So... He seems really nice too, and I just wish that that is not news that I had to share with you. But that's that on that. Lala's hair, who's who's liking her caramel hair this season? Because I know last year a lot of people were feeling like it got a little white and bright. Like I think she did push it too far, but I'm like, okay, we overcorrected with the caramel. So would love to hear everybody's thoughts on the caramel hair and her sort of curtain bang moment um I like her green merch too like she was in that green send it to Daryl shirt which I feel that I must purchase 
I do feel like Lala was laying quite a bit of groundwork in this scene about, you know, what her season is going to look like in that really, like, last season she was pretty freshly split from Randall, was going through this horrible custody situation, and that really wasn't the focus of anything. So I think she's sort of taking a step back and she's she's telling that story. So that was a little bit of foreshadowing. I will say, though, like, I'm with her on the Daniel of it all, Dan Daniel, um, the gentleman that Ariana is dating now. Like, I'm sus on anybody. Okay, let me walk it back. They met 11 days after the Scandal broke. 11. I certainly hope they didn't start dating there and then. I think maybe there was a little bit of room. I'm sus on a guy who dives into that situation with somebody that vulnerable. I know that like she has her own free will, obviously, and maybe he's a great guy. But to me, I think it's a little sus. It's a little sus of him. Can anybody tell me, you know what, I could just tell myself how old this guy is. One moment, Ariana boyfriend. Okay, that gave me Ariana Grande's boyfriend, Ethan Slater of SpongeBob. Okay, Daniel Y. He's 37? He, gosh, he looks an awful lot younger than that. Hmm. Anyway, look, I like I hope he's a good guy, but I just something doesn't sit right with me. Something doesn't sit right with me. I tell you what also doesn't sit right with me. Ariana made her Broadway de- debut last night. And when I Googled the reviews this morning, it came up blank. Couldn't find anything. Were the papers scrubbed? Or does the New York Times theater critics simply not tread the boards down at um, the Chicago theater? Unclear. Unclear. Anyways, so... All told, I, I really enjoyed that catch-up with Lala and Lisa. Next, we moved along to a restaurant by the name of Wood and Water. Wood and Water. So there's that. And it was with James and Schwartz, which I honestly just thought was a, a wonderful pair. And we heard the following news, which is that James Kennedy is sober. And I did not expect to hear that. And... I'm really happy for him. I hope all is going well. I don't know if he's sober today, but good for him for giving things a try. I'm super happy for him. Um, Sober is a great look on him. And I love Allie. I think she's a great gal. And I'm sure that she is a lot happier with him making that sober choice. And look, he's – I just – James – if you're listening, I'm sure you're not. You're still fun sober, you know? You're still fun. Anyways, I, I did enjoy that some gifting went on. It was interesting that those two sort of had to be put together for for lack of other combinations at hand. But um, I feel like Schwartz knew that, you know, James was probably a little iffy on him and gifted him a gorgeous candle. I imagine that Schwartz is truly generous to a fault. That's that, That's sort of how I envision him. 
but um, gifted him a gorgeous candle, which he said smelled like citrus puss. That was that was unexpected. Um, a really wonderful testimonial line from Schwartz, which was permission to bitch a little, and I thought permission granted. Permission granted. Let's let's let rip on Schwartz telling us how he really feels about Sandoval. And look, we know that they're side by side these days, but I at least want to hear him get honest with himself before he goes back to Sandoval's side, you know? So he talks about the fact that Sandoval, you know, managed to even, even more greatly fuck up the last year of his life, which was already terrible. And I know Tom was going through some tough things. His his brother, I I think his brother Bert, had cancer and his dad had been very ill not long before that. Like, he was already really going through it and, you know, adding the stress of his divorce and the financial stress and what have you of opening the bar, like, just makes those actions even more selfish. So I was glad to hear that. Um... And then to top things off, Schwartz did a really excellent Bill Clinton. D- wasn't on my bingo card for tonight, but I did appreciate it. So we're all going to some sort of soiree at Tom Tom because where else are we going to go? James is DJing. It'll be the first time that Ariana returns to the scene of the crime, if you will, um, where where she was the night that she discovered a video of Raquel alone for the most part. Um, I can report that Ken is still with us. That That's all that can be really said about him. And I will say that um, when Lisa hit the f- frame, I said out loud while, while watching and I didn't, I didn't intend to, I said, Ugh, I thought I could smell something. I know that that isn't a kind thing to say, especially about a woman, but um, I think that we saw basically as little as we could possibly have seen of her on the screen that the other producers could get away with, if that makes sense. Like, nobody wants her there. You know, this is, like, this is just that EP credit, baby. Has to be done. Has to be done. Has to make everything about herself. Um, so that was... That was irritating. Didn't care for the denim dress on Ariana. Um, If I were to talk outfits across the board, Lala's, I don't think it was even a bodysuit. It doesn't have that excuse. Um, Strange set, awful. But I kind of like when Lala dresses terribly. It just, because I feel like she, she loves her outfits so much that I'm like, good for you, you know, for, for being so passionate. Sheena was wearing a crop top. God bless. Katie wasn't dressed too depressingly, as I recall. But yeah, Ariana, just the the boob tube denim was a was a tough one. It was tougher for me. Um, I did think that it was nice to see that Sheena and Katie have been able to move on in one way or another. I don't think that Katie will ever really trust Sheena and I don't think Sheena will ever really forget the last 10 years of Katie you know holding her at an arm's length basically like since 
since her wedding, but it's it's nice to see that we can actually have a foursome of girls and that we can, you know, have a certain amount of people filming together. I'm curious to see how much of a role Ali is going to play in this season um, and how much, you know, work she's going to get to do independent of James. So let's watch that space. Let's watch that space. It was terribly awkward when Schwartz came over. I think that that's somewhere that Ariana is going to have to learn to find some gray area, you know, because, and I'm sure this is going to happen. It's sort of what the trailer inferred. Nobody likes a person that that won't film with everybody else because basically, as I always say, every fight on the show is about the show. They're going to get frustrated with Ariana for for not offering wiggle room one way or another because they're all trying to do their jobs, right? So I'm I'm kind of interested to see how that continues to play out. But yeah, Schwartz coming over, so awkward. And then like Logan, who is Ariana's best friend, who is still a TomTom manager, I guess. Um, like he obviously came over to take the drink order to try to like prevent the awkwardness, which is terrible. And then Jesse Montana comes over. Longtime fans of the show will recognize him basically since day one, like being you know, a sur server and being friends with everybody, being sort of like a an ancillary character. And um I hate to report this, but Jesse Montana um got very ill about a month ago. Um he he had a brain tumor found. He was very, very, very sick. And I saw some like GoFundMe's go up. Not to take away from the tale I'm about to tell, but I always love to see when a celebrity posts a GoFundMe just to like go and look at how much they donated. And in this instance, I was really enjoying seeing who from the Vanderpump broader universe was donating and how much or how little. Um, I think that Brittany and Kristen came in the lowest at $100. And by the way, that's that's not nothing. That's not nothing. But I liked seeing several Gs out of Ariana. I did like that. Um, however, I believe that he's doing much better now, or as as far as I can tell from Instagram. So nice to see Jesse on our screens and hope that his health is doing a lot better. Um, at this point, we're, we're sort of getting to the crux of the episode, which is that Lala has a little sit down with Lisa. Boo. Um, and, you know, we can see that Lala is, upon reflection about her own, you know, misbehaviors, knowing or unknowing in her relationship with Randall, I think she's, she says she's willing to see a bit more of a gray area and that she doesn't want Raquel to be tarred with that brush for the rest of her life, regardless of the fact that what she did was wrong which I personally very much agree with. And I think Tom is the one that gets to go back out into the world and be normal, right? Although, I mean, she has a podcast, God bless. But then again, don't we all? Um, so they're having that conversation and I didn't expect it to escalate so quickly, which is that 
I don't know if I'm aging myself that I just assumed that she was leaving her a voicemail, but I guess that was a voice note. Because we're all just doing voice notes now. So she leaves Raquel a voice note and, like, I think in my heart of hearts, I know that basically at that point it wouldn't have been confirmed 100% that Raquel was not coming back. I think that they probably were waiting to see for a while if she was going to film. And I think that was the olive branch being extended by a cast member to invite her back to film. We now know that that didn't happen. But I'm curious to see if there's any communication that comes back to Lala at all whatsoever. Um, And then I think, you know, getting to the tail of the episode, we have a little bit of a girls' night the next night, which it's a little forced. And I'm just going to make this note now. Enough of the slow-mo. I didn't like some of the artistic license that this particular episode took. There was a lot of slow-mo on entrances. It was a little too cinematic. It was a little too selling sunset for me. I don't watch that show, but I think I know what I mean. Um, Yeah, like I'd rather things feel a little dirtier and a little less polished. Thank you very much. So just keep an eye on that. But we go to this girls night um and again you know it was it was nice to see everybody put together and Lala sort of asks Ariana pretty boldly like do you like me because I feel like you just tolerate me (laughs) and folks that's Lala planting a seed she's planting a seed for later on keep an eye on that um And Ariana, I can see her teetering on the edge of, like, trying not to be too big for her boots, but still being too big for her boots. Does that make sense? And, you know, she assures Lather, I love you, blah, blah, blah. I don't want you to feel that way. But I think there's always been a coldness from Ariana towards Lala and, like, honestly, towards everybody. But then as as we get into later, what – Ariana acknowledges is like how much unlearning and deprogramming she's had to do. And I thought it was so wonderful to hear her acknowledge the fact that like she's wanted to be close with Katie for so long, but she had Sandoval in her ear being like, well, you just got to be careful with Katie. Like fuck Sandoval. Like he already played such a huge role in ruining Katie's marriage. Like I, that stuff actually really upsets me because he isolated Ariana so much from the people around her. And obviously she had plenty of friends, but it was only, it only seemed to be people that he was okay with her being friends with, you know? So I thought, I thought that was very sad, but I think that she shows a lot of insight. But anyway, that came up because Lala drops the bomb to her that she left the voice note. And watch that back, folks, and pause on Katie Maloney putting a fry in her mouth while that information comes out. Terrific. Terrific stuff. And I think, again, Ariana tempered that response because she she realized it's only June. I've got to play a long game here. It doesn't mean she was happy about it, folks. 
doesn't mean that whatsoever. And then what do you know? We wrap up that episode with a with a car pulling up and an ugly pair of sneakers scoot on out. Sandoval's back, baby. Sandoval's back. <sighs> you know what, you guys? It really it really felt like being home. It did. And it's funny, like talking about Vanderpump, like a n- new episode anyway, because I talk about it all day, every day. It makes me realize like how much this last year has flown. We're coming up to like 11 months since the Scandival dropped. My God. And I know I go on and on about it, but just acknowledging how much this you know, this one event has just changed the reality TV landscape. It's it's quite astonishing to think about. It really is. Um, so I'd like to say thank you. Thank you to our cast, our crew, our producers, our network, and to Andy for, for bringing it back. And... I trust and believe we have a season ahead of us, folks. And again, this is exactly what I say, you know, after a great finale and everybody gets gassed about a reunion, temper your expectations. Don't expect like that kind of drama to drop again, because that's lightning in a bottle. Just enjoy what comes before you. And no, Jax is going to be back with us so soon. We're going to have the Valley. Guys, I'm excited about a show called The Valley. Who would have known? Who would have known? Honestly, I'm, I'm too exhausted right now to even like consider talking about any other programming. I just, I need to sit in this headspace and absorb what I've just taken in. We'll get back to wrapping up Salt Lake another time. We will. Um, Just want to make sure everybody's watching Southern Hospitality. It's been great. Miami, terrific. Beverly Hills, terrific. Anne-Marie, go to hell. Potomac, she's still got life in her. (sighs) Goodness gracious, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to watching the rest of the season with all of you and hearing all of your thoughts. Have a wonderful evening or the rest of your day. I don't know what time zone you're in. Okay, bye. Bye.